Hello and welcome to another episode of Stealing the Remote. Uh, finally delivering on that promise of having a double feature. Mainly because of the woman who slept right through the first movie so we really couldn't do an episode of that one on its own. My mother! Hello again, here I am. Here, here I am. <laughs> so today we're discussing uh, Batman the movie from 1966. And Batman from 1989, because why not have that combo, I guess. Um, but let's, let's do it in order. Let's go chronologically. Um, how much do you remember of Batman 66? First of all, I have to say we watched it uh, some weeks ago before Adam West died. So it's not like um, his death made us see this movie. We were before that. I must tell you, uh, first, I was born in the last century, and I remember Batman as a child on television in black and white. And I remember it as a really um, exciting and um, grown up and uh, really good and black and white, as I said. And then uh, you showed me um, how it really was. <laughs> and I was really... Well, um, let's say, um, flabbergasted, but not in a, in a positive sense of the word. Probably it was more, um, oh my God, it is, it's so, uh, childish and it's stupid jokes, which I probably didn't get when I was a child. And of course, when you see it with the eyes of 2017, it's it's very a- amateuristic. It's it's dated, but that is part of the fun, of course, because it is even at the time they knew what they were doing and they didn't try to make it look bizarrely great. Because I I doubt that shark was supposed to be realistic. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm I'm. I must tell you, I'm not sure and uh, the, the 1989 film um, gave the same questions to me because seeing it now, I, I just I, do, I just cannot uh, figure out if it's um, outdated because we see it now 30 years later or 50 years later, or that it was at that time this amateuristic. I tend to think, at that time, it was um, something new, and I think I I, I didn't see it. Yeah, what is, I see now, I didn't see then. There is a general progression of sorts for most people who who watch the the show and the movie. Essentially, usually people discover this as as a child, and and as a kid, it is serious. It's not a comedy. This is Batman, and it's 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 an adventure, and it's exciting, and you take it seriously, and you have the cliffhanger at the end of every episode, so you have to watch again the next day to figure out if they'll ex- if they'll actually escape, and then you usually get into puberty, and you're like, "That's stupid. That's that's really really campy, and it's dumb. And why did I ever like this?" And then, as an adult, you usually rediscover that okay, it's supposed to be this clunky, and it's it's poking fun at itself, and it is really enjoyable in that sense. So I think seeing it at, again after all these years, you sort of fell into the 
the second phase, <laughs> namely, oh, this is what it was like. I like this. What? What? Why did I take this seriously? This looks so bad. But then you are supposed to realize, okay, it's supposed to be funny. It's you. You're allowed to laugh at it. Because I remember uh, Andy DiGenova on the Holy Badcast podcast uh, telling about his uh, about his girlfriend that she was like, I, I feel bad that everyone's laughing at it, and he had to explain like. No, 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 it's not supposed to be taken seriously. You're, it's a comedy. And that, that is something you need to, like, get through and be in that mindset to enjoy it. But I'll admit that it is still sort of slow compared to these days, simply because it is old. Yeah. But it's still really enjoyable, even, even to me. Cause I hadn't finished it, I believe, when I saw it before. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's, it's even to me, and I completely missed out on it as a kid for rather obvious reasons because I doubt it's in Dutch nowadays or even aired anymore, but I, I, I like it. Yeah. I, I can't help but, but just love, love the camp a little. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I think people are laughing now because it's, they think it's camp. But my question is, was it made like that? And I don't think so. And maybe, well, um, as you pointed out, in puberty, you think, oh, my God. And, well, it's nice to be an elderly lady and still be in your puberty, apparently, <laughs> because my re reaction was really like, well, in, as I said, it, it wasn't campy in my, uh, remem in my, in my memory. And it was quite a shock to see I mean, I couldn't, I, I really couldn't see the, the fun of it. It was just very clumsy, stupid. It's only, um, these are the Batman and Robin costumes they are supposed to wear. I mean, that was nice to see this acrylic purple suit. <laughs> I, I still, still say it's, it's gray, but sure. Lilac. It's, Ah, whatever. No, I, I th especially Robin. Robin the the was clumsiness so nice. is is on purpose, and Adam West is brilliant because he does play it off so incredibly deadpans. He is saying these ridiculous lines with a straight face, and there is, and he he said on the box set of the of the show, I believe, that he wrote a little thing, and and one of the the quotes was. Uh, that it it is a comedy, but not to kids, and that's that's sort of the the essence of it. I think you can't make this without realizing you're making a comedy for the adults as well. It's it's hard it's it's hard to take seriously, but you're not just laughing because it's bad. I mean, the whole sequence with the bomb is clearly a joke. It's it's not actual excitement. Like, this is, it's not serious or dangerous at any point. And that's not because you can't take it seriously. It's because you, you realize that you shouldn't. Yes, but as kids, you don't. Yeah, no, but that's, that's the point, of course. It's a nice family friendly introduction in that way to kids, but it's not, it's, it's in that way still watchable by adults. While the kids are watching television, you can still sort of look over their shoulder and be amused by it. It's, 
Yes, but I really, I'm, I'm really not sure that it was meant to be at that time because what you're telling now is like what they are doing these days with all these Shrek movies, or um, well, Shrek was the the where where, where it irritated me most mm. because it's. Um, It's really meant to be, um, to, to, to make the parents laugh about dirty jokes the kids don't get. It's too adult. It's, uh, a Shrek, Shrek 3 was, was on top. Was, I mean, it was really, I mean, you liked it. I mean, I went to the cinema for you and your brother, but, That, this irritates me, making, making, it's, it's supposed to be a, a, a children's movie, and they put in these adult jokes to, for the parents' sake, and it goes all, um, it's probably not English, over the heads of the children. No, it, uh, the, the, <clears throat> it, um, it goes straight over their head, yeah. And maybe it's a, it's a clever marketing plan, but I do not like it, and I tend to think Batman wasn't, Uh, or, or the marketing th uh, teams weren't that clever at that time. I mean, you're spoiling a child's remembrance, you know? Not remembrance, memory. I'm, I'm ruining your childhood, yeah, but... Yeah, you do. <laughs> every <laughs> day, every day. But hey, then, I ruined yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but... I, I know you hate that, and I think you're right in thinking that, but this is different because it is maybe an extra layer, but it's not dirty jokes that the kids think, huh, what was that line about? I don't get no. it. And you're not supposed to get it. It's just the absurdity is funny if you aren't five anymore. So it's it's so over the top that it stays enjoyable in that sense. Yes, but to, to make my point again, for instance, the Hitchcock movies, there's this Hitchcock Where he's uh, walking the street and you sh you see a, a ship go by at the end of the street and it's for 2017 uh, viewers. It's obvious it's 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 not a ship but it's um, a screen. Yeah. Because nowadays the techniques are so much better. But I'm sure that time for Hitchcock. It wasn't like a gay, a, a, a joke or, um, it was the technique they had and they used it. And I'm quite sure people in, in cinema at that time didn't see it as we see it now. Absolutely. And, and part and of that is, is watching it on Blu-ray, like the, the screens behind them and the, the, the fake backgrounds. You notice that. And that's not supposed to be the funny part, but when they're having, The, the ridiculous riddles, the dialogue that, that makes hardly any sense, then you're clearly in the, in the area of absurdity again. And, and that has to be on purpose because it's written when they, uh, they, they have the, the, the riddles that, that end up with answers like, like canary with a machine gun or something like the, the, I, I don't remember all of it because it's been a while, but the, the, but these riddles, it happened, it happened at sea. C for Catwoman. It's it's all this this complete nonsense logic that isn't supposed to be taken seriously. It 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 is funny, but as a kid, you don't get that yet because of course. But it makes riddles sense. like that. I mean, when I was in puberty, that was um, uh, quite common. 
jokes like it's yellow, it's yellow and has one leg. It's a canary standing on one leg. Yeah, yeah. It's no, yellow I, and has three legs. You, it's a canary standing on two legs and a glass of avocado. Yeah, good question. Eggnog. I, I know you were going there, but yeah, eggnog. But you entertained me with that as a child, so like it's it's knock knock who's there. Yeah, you know? okay, but that's that's not quite the level they're getting to. They're not telling a joke. They're just going off nonsensical logic and and lines that are absurd and the alliteration that is throughout everything. But well, maybe I uh, it was very very slow and very very stupid. <laughs> and uh, uh I must com- confess I slept a lot. Yeah. I think I didn't see the end, did I? I'm not sure what parts you saw and what parts you slept through, but you had a hard time, yeah, with this one. He was going up on a line to a helicopter or something, that I remember. Well, it's been a few weeks ago also. Yeah, no, the entire plot revolves around stealing a machine that dehydrates people and turns them into dust. Oh, yeah. And then they do that to the United World or whatever they call the organization. All these these people from different Uh, countries that are... Probably stereotypes at this point, but meh, let's ignore that. And then, yeah, but at that time you could do that freely without yeah, getting into any ex- discussion, you know. Yeah, people weren't quite there yet. Should we move on to the one you actually yeah, watched? That's yeah, that's better. I, we saw it in the day before yesterday, so it's uh, more in my mind. And um, well, I must tell you, after seeing uh, Breaking Bad, as I told in the last episode. I'm now totally hooked on Skins, which is a a British um, series, which also is your fault that I'm watching it all the time. I I recommended it. It is one of my my great loves from my puberty, so I felt like you should try that. Yeah, and I like it a lot. I, I really do. So I was watching Skins, second season, Nah, second generation, right? You second were already in, in season three or four. Yeah, yeah, second generation. And um, then there was all of a sudden this DVD box standing in front of my television with Batman. And I thought, hey, that's a hint. Maybe he wants to see a movie instead of skins. So I felt... Um, compelled? Compelled <laughs> to watch this movie while not feeling like it at all. But hey, that's the sense of... Everything stealing the remote, I have to. And then the, the the titles came, and I saw Kim Basinger, and I said, "Hey, Kim is uh, and uh, Michael Keaton." I said, "Hey, Jack, Jack Nicholson, yeah, this must be great. It's all my favorite actors." And then I then there occurred almost the same thing as with the other Batman. I thought, was this man seriously? Meant to be seriously at that time. I mean, 89, I remember Kim. I love Kim because of nine and a half weeks. It was all, I think, maybe in the same year. Or a few years before that. I'm not sure. No, it must be around that time. And, um, well, lots of serious films in that. And then I thought, no, this is... I mean, the opening sequence where he is on the roof and you see it's like a drawing. It's It's... So I said to you, well, they were not that good uh, at um, animation at that time, were they? Nope. Nope, they weren't. And then I realized um, you weren't even born then. We were watching a movie before before you were there. It was yeah. a strange thought. 
Yeah, you were like, that feels like yesterday to me. Yeah. But it's, it is. It's been It was an important year, you know. Yeah. I lived in Germany. The wall came down. Uh, there were lots of things happening and, and you weren't there. I mean. Why weren't I there? Like, I should have seen the wall come down. It's been 28 years, mom. Hey, and I was 20. Oh, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. we're not saying that live on air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful age, twenty eight. Yeah, I well, I didn't see the film back then because I was I'm not now, and I wasn't then interested in these kind of films. So I didn't go to the cinema to see it. Probably I did, I totally missed it. <laughs> yeah, you were um, probably otherwise occupied. Yeah, yeah. So there were a lot of scenes where I thought. Well, in in my 2017 17 eyes, this is so, yeah, amateuristic. I don't know a better word. But it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's still... That's also... I mean, with... Michael Keaton, he was so young. Yeah. He was so young. He had hair. Black hair. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you, were, you were very surprised at that. And I was You also confused him with Michael Fassbender for some reason, but yeah. you were you were you did sort of recognize him. Yeah. Uh. I must say I was really, really, really disappointed with my one of my favorite actors of all time, Jack Nicholson. I think he, he I mean he must have made a lot of money. Oh he and, did. And he took he, this role for that, but he I mean well, he was doing it like, like, okay, I have to make some money. Let's do some stupid things. And he actually, he's he's a fan. Like, if you see the the behind the scenes, the the no, the the documentary about the making of, like, he's he's really enthusiastic. He knows the character. He's into it. But he did clean up because he had a really good deal. He his contract had a lot of the back end. So. Depending on how much it made at the box office, the more he would get. Mm-hmm. And it, it did really well at the time because Bad Mania was a thing in 89 and he got a lot of money off of that. Yeah. So, but he's not playing at his, at his best. I've seen a much better Jack in lots of movies. And here, I mean, but also maybe it's because you showed me Suicide Squad and I have this fierce mean joker in the back of my head mm-hmm. and and jack is is a bit of a, of a of a dummy joker a bit of a whereas he can be so i mean his grin can be so mean he doesn't need this mask to have this stupid grin he could have done it i mean watch the shining you haven't seen it yet but I that's mean, that's probably a reason why he was cast yeah they they knew he so i was expecting a, a much grimmer Joker, yeah. but that's maybe because I know the new Joker years later where he gets much more of a mean character, and here he was he's, he stood much closer to the Joker in, in the original Batman, who is really a bit of a clown, mm-hmm. and not so mean, and not so... But, I mean, some of the dances he did, and some of the... I was, uh, yeah, I was slightly disappointed with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, no, it's a very... <laughs> Different. Sad. <laughs> Sad because I, I mean, Jack is, yeah. You love him, we know. I love him. 
<laughs> as a, as a, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a very different role. And he, he, of course, he made some, some different choices than he would have with perhaps a more quote unquote serious role as in The Shining. So he wasn't going for that meanness. I, I guess the Joker in general has gone through a lot of phases and with the six, uh, the sixties show in, uh, as an influence, the, the, there was a time where the comics were also really more about, Ooh, look at me. I've got this huge contraption and I'm doing something funny that isn't really that criminal. It's just pranking basically. And then over time, the character sort of returned to its roots because in the first issues, he's just a murderer. And that is more so the character. And, and I think they touched on that, but they, the thing about this film, apart from the the fact that, of course, the animation wasn't there yet, and we saw it in, in HD, which was the first time for me because I remember just streaming it online, I think, in, in low-ass quality. So I, I hadn't seen how bad some of the shots were simply because the special effects sucked at the time. But I, I sort of, you know, learned to look through that. But apart from that, it's it's still in a way as campy as the 66 film, just in the opposite direction. It's not trying to be funny, it's just clunky, but while trying to make it really dark. And, and, yeah, that was because trying to be serious, but, but not being that serious with our modern perspective. And you haven't even seen the, the epitome of that in the, in the Nolan films where they actually do take Batman really seriously. And where we will end up with the yeah. Joker that is generally seen as actually the best Joker that we've had in live action. Cause a lot of people don't even like the one in Suicide Squad and we, let's not get into that, but. It's, it's more in that direction, but it's, it's, yeah. But a strange thing I thought was, uh, first of all, I love the costume. I love the, the Joker costume mm -hmm. much more than the later one. Yeah, he doesn't really have he much of his costume. He wears it with flair. It's probably also because of his body that uh, trousers are this high. <laughs> and and it's, it's a different uh, body shape than Jared Leto's. Yeah, it makes him well. It's I liked it, but no, it's it's fun um, and it's closer to the comics and it's it's great. Yeah, but um, Batman is is much more darker than he was in '66 or much more. Yeah, and I must say. Um, well, I like I like Michael Keaton, and he was a really nice, lovable Bruce Wayne. Um, but the Batman costume was a bit. I mean, these ears standing right up on his head. And, I mean, it was a bit. It still looked clunky. Like the cowl just wasn't there yet. And I remember they the experimented what? the cowl, uh, the mask, oh. the the ears. I remember they had to experiment with a lot of different rubbery substances and and different mixes to try and get that right because nothing worked and they haven't perfected that until maybe the the most recent films where it's actually possible to take off the mask quite relatively easily so it's it's but i was say, saying something about the costumes yeah no the the ears they, that's probably why they still look quite off no it's it, no no because it's just not maybe the earliest, well. the earliest, the '66 um, Batman was still um, maybe more of a comic figure mm. with the costumes. Robin was really a nice. He was, he was, he was a boy. You know, Robin was yeah. really a boy. And um, except when the stunt person came on screen and on the Blu-ray, you can clearly see that he suddenly becomes a balding 
40 year old man but that's that's just the sexy show (laughs) Um, but maybe it's because you you make me watch these movies that i get more of an eye for it but um you know i said to you so so vicky vale is she wearing white all the time and as soon as i said it she suddenly had a blue dress (laughs) but until then she was in white all the time and i think that was uh, um she she was this Symbolism of the purity and the innocence and well the blonde hair and the beautiful Kim. Yeah, uh, and even with the blue, the you could argue is. for some sort of Madonna motif. Yeah, it still works. And that's what I wanted to say um, about the costumes. It's um, also really a, a um, uh, very eighties. Yes, yes, it's really you see it's an eighties movie. They have these broad shoulders. They have these. Uh, uh, white cloaks. So it, it, you sh- you should expect Batman to be timeless, but mm. uh, in re- retrospect, you see it's also um, it shows the the time it was made, and it's really an eighties movie, and and they wouldn't have made it like this in the seventies or in the nineties. Definitely. And as I am of the eighties, and that's my favorite period of time because then I was in my. Prime. Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, I'm still in my prime, baby. I know, Uh, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there slowly. You're you're just not still having the the 80s perm, like the the haircuts are different, but yeah. But, um, no, I love, I love to see that. And I was uh, surprised, um, at at the titles I saw. Hey, Prince uh, made the. The music, but it were only a few songs when the Joker uh, has his parade. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Okay. What, what did you think of Prince in general? Because you you did mention that. Um, well, let me tell you this: there died a lot of people the, over the last year. Yeah, twenty sixteen was bad. Yeah, and I must say, um, so maybe now no now we are losing a lot of listeners. Could be, <laughs> but um, George Michael dying was—I mean, it was horrific. He—he he was. Um, I mean, his music uh, um, was a, was a companion in all my life since I was in my twenties when he started. David yeah. Bowie was in my teenage years. I have uh, one record of him, Heroes, which is still a good record. But I must say, I wasn't this devastated as lots of people were and prince is 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 the same you know i'm i mean kiss is a beautiful song and purple rain and when doves cry is my favorite but i i mean i cannot tell you more than these three maybe well when i think <laughs> I, of I, course i can but i wasn't a prince adept no no Vanity Six was more interesting, I must say, <laughs> than Prince himself. Um, no, I never understood why he was considered such a genius. Um, supposedly, he was really a nice guy. He was really and eccentric, at least. That makes yeah, you a genius, I, I guess. I loved uh, the way he looked. I, I mean, he, he was um, renewing. And and maybe that's how he also was in connection with David Bowie. Also was a was a was a very female man in his time. Yeah, I, I get more of that in from, the 70s, from Bowie. Yeah. Everything, every every. I mean, all the men were like more feminine 
than than nowadays. Yeah, we got a sort of swung back on that, and and hypermasculinity came into being again. So it's 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 odd how that shifted, but that's what I I know Bowie most from. Like his music, I haven't really listened to all that much of. Anyway, I was most shook up by Carrie Fisher last year, so I, I yeah, didn't really care about the musicians. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Star Wars on this podcast, I'm sure. I never saw it. Exactly. That's why we should. We have to now. May the force be with you. Yeah. Yeah. You're a couple okay. months late, but yeah. Yeah, no, Carrie Fisher, I thought also. Yeah. Princess Layla. L- uh, Leia. It's, Leia. It's, it's, it's an I. L-E-I-A. Oh, I always thought Layla. Okay. No, no, <laughs> close enough. We'll we'll put on subs so you can actually see the the names. Uh, we'll just put on the IMDb page while we're recording again, like we're doing right now. I didn't make any notes this time, so we can't be faulted for that. <laughs> now I was um, I was uh, thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis instead of Carrie Fisher. Who's Jamie Lee Curtis? She's not dead. I hope. I don't know. I don't know her, so I uh, I don't know. Okay. Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. Debbie Fisher's daughter. She died a few, a few days later, didn't she? The mother. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was terrible, yeah. Well, we were coming off theme, I guess. Um, Speaking of Jamie Lee, whoever, Billy D. Williams was in this movie, which sort of rhymes. Jamie Lee is the daughter of Tony Curtis. Tony yeah. Curtis was of the same generation as Debbie Reynolds, which was the mother of Carrie Fisher. Okay. And Eddie Fisher was also an actor, the, the father of Carrie. It's all actors. Yeah, it's it's one big happy family, Hollywood. <laughs> it's weird how that sort of just inherits. But yeah. Yeah, Will Nepotism. Smith is doing it with his children again, so. Yeah, and they. Oh, they and it was really well. Let's go back to the theme. I was really surprised in one of the first scenes I saw Jerry Hall, who switched from um, the beautiful shit, can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they get it now. No, <laughs> what do you mean? An ex-husband or what? Yeah. I don't know. She was with, um, ah, this lovely guy. You well, to... <laughs> anyway, then, then she went to Mick Jagger and I never understood. I thought, how can you leave him for Mick Jagger, who is ugly as hell? Well, Mick yeah. Jagger isn't exactly pretty, but maybe the first guy was just an asshole. I don't know. No, he's not. He's not. He's really not. <laughs> yeah, but when you say that, <laughs> I don't trust you. Because <laughs> you like Casey Affleck too. And that's a, like an asshole. We know that, but... Let's let's move on. <laughs> Give me a phone. I need to know his name. Okay, we'll look it up. You you get one look up. We'll click on Jerry Hall's him. name. I see him. I see him. Uh, discover Alvarez. Blah 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 blah. Began dating Mick Jagger, but first, oh wow, the first husband isn't even mentioned. Where's where's the longer? Wasn't a oh god. He, 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 uh, there has to be a longer biography. <laughs> Jerry Hall. Who are you? Yeah, Mick Jagger. Okay, fine. That wasn't an official marriage. Sure, whatever. What? She married Rupert Murdoch? Is she crazy? Wow. Okay, dumbass. How crazy can you be? (sighs) Relationships. Why is only Mick Jagger mentioned? They just completely ignore whoever Mm. you're thinking of. This must be so interesting to listen to. Avalon. Show Avalon. The number Avalon. Who sang Avalon? Avalon. 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 Is that how you... Avalon. 
It's music, music, music. Google wants to know my location. Google's not getting my location. Yeah, Roxy Music. Um. Okay, Roxy Music. We'll 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 keep looking. Yes, yes. Who is this? This is gonna be one hell to edit. English rockman Brian Ferry. Brian Ferry. How could I forget his name? Brian Ferry. Look at him. Look at him. Look at Brian oh. Ferry. Then you understand what I mean. It's hard to type with a mic in the way. Yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Compared to Mick Jagger, like. Hey, hey! Look at him. I, I mean, get it. I get it. Yeah. Why you leave him to go to Mick Jagger? But well, well this now, this is a dumb haircut. But when sure. you're 59 and marrying an 84 year old Rupert Murdoch, there maybe money has something to do with it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Maybe that had something to do with Mick oh. Jagger as well. We don't know. Maybe she just has really, really poor taste. Yeah. Maybe. Evidently. I don't think she's a brilliant actress either, by the way. Well, thankfully, she didn't have a huge role in this. She didn't even get to jump off a building. She j We were just told she did. Oh, yeah, she didn't. Yeah, but what did she do? She oh, what? sat on his lap and... Uh, yeah, and she, she was a generic sort of love interest, I guess. And she had makeup on her face at one point that made her look quote-unquote ugly, I guess. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a bad acid effect. But what did you think of Kim? As a woman. I, I, as a woman, not as an actress, not as anything relating to the movie. She's she's nice. Yes, yes, you're right in that. Yes. No, she's not nice. She's, she is beautiful, she's, yeah. She's the... The, 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 the epitome person. of? Yeah, yeah, the epitome of sexy. Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you they think that. We should see Nine and a Half Weeks. We oh. should see Nine and a Half Weeks. Yeah, you say something every week and I can't remember all of them. So you're, you're going to have to pick... two of my favorite sexy actors together in one film. Who's the other one? Yeah, I must have, it was before all okay. the operations. No, 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 it was before all the operations. Um, Mickey Rocky. Oh, yeah. But he was lovely. After that, he went downhill very fast. But I'm not sure I know his so face sexy. as it used to be. I just know Mickey his face as he really is. really lovely in that film. And f f uh, Mickey's, Mickey's voice is yeah. lovely. Well, anyway, uh, but also as an actress, Kim is not bad. Oh no, no, no! She she does a good job with what she's given, but still, it's it's nice. I mean, if Batman is gonna let anyone just randomly into the Batcave, and Alfred sort of does that without asking for permission, so it's it's a really weird dynamic. But she just walks in at some point, and it's like, oh, well, you found out my secret. Wonderful. If you're going to do that with anyone, it might as well be someone as beautiful as Kim Basinger was. Well, um, by the way, I loved this Alfred. I loved him a lot. It was ah. a really... Uh, I liked him more than than um, the Alfred in... Uh, Batman v Superman. You mean yeah. um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy, Which like surprises me, because you like... Much. A, yeah. But Alfred here is like like a really uh, English butler. Yeah, which is no. That's good. that's definitely like the the image everyone has of Alfred. In a, in a sense, he is that that stereotypical British butler and stiff and in costume, and mm -hmm. that's why the Alfred in Batman v Superman is sort of different. He is off the the generic idea that people had like the preconceived notion that that you but if might you know i like in. jeremy irons you know why i like brian ferry too it's the same type i i guess like i mean one is an actor who i've seen things from before and one is a person i just discovered existed okay you should hear his music 
Brian, Roxy Music is lovely music. I'll remember to look it up while I'm okay. editing. Okay, okay. Well, um, we're going off topic all the time. Maybe it's because there's not so much. You don't have any questions prepared. Yeah, I, I, if I have notes, I get flagged for that. So I, I decided not to prepare. <laughs> so also, you just sort of walked in and expected me to be ready to record immediately. And I was like, I need to get your computer and set everything up. Because I didn't realize you wanted to record right now. So, yeah, I'm not... not as prepared as I sometimes am. Uh, for three days, he's saying, when are we going to record? When are we going to record? So today yeah. I thought, well, it's Sunday. I have lots of things to do, but okay, let's record, you know? Yeah, and you just walk in. I was just being nice You didn't you. tell me. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what was the story about? It's my question. Oh, uh, my, your question to me? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, well, I talk too much. But we're we're here for that. Like other, sometimes I'm afraid I talk too much just because I know too much about it already, and it's supposed to be about your new perspective on it, having just seen it. So, but but oh. what's the story? Yeah, this that's that's that's. that's <laughs> welcome to the concept of this show. Yes. <laughs> and oh. I was thinking, I was I was introducing you to a lot of old. Stuff in music and films and everything. Yeah, it's it's still. I thought it was educational for you. In a sense, yeah, but it's also <laughs> about the actual film we saw. Okay, yeah. good. Let's get back to the film. Yeah, um, I mentioned Billy Lee Williams before. Who was the the district attorney, the 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 one black guy, Mom? Oh, yeah, okay, that yeah. one. And he was sort of robbed because he's playing the district attorney called Harvey Dent who later becomes a villain in in Batman lore so from the the comic books you know oh he's gonna get half his face torn off or acid or, or burned or whatever version you're looking at and that never happens no uh, let's let's no 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 but even in later movies he, he it doesn't happen so that's and then someone else takes over that role, and we do get the villain, but he's suddenly another actor and a white guy, and it's oh, it's sort of a shame. Yeah, you know, Two Face is a white character originally in the comics, by the way, so it's it's not technically whitewashing, I guess, but it's a shame they didn't get to do it with him. So so everyone who wants like an animated sequel to the Burton films is like let's let's get him in there because they wanted to do it originally, and then Burton stepped away. So I, I think this is sort of a good segue to explaining what happened later on, because judging from your reaction to this film, I'm not sure if I want you, if I want to force you to sit through the other three from this era. Three. And I'll explain. Yeah, there were four Batman movies in the 90s, including this one. It's not the 90s, but you get me. After this came Batman Returns. And that was, another, yeah, that was another. Yeah, that was another. It was another uh, film yeah, by Tim Burton. About it, probably. Yeah. It's it's another Tim Burton film, and he. Oh, I recognize that. I recognize that name too, Tim Burton, because Tim Burton is always doing very funny movies with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's basically all he does. Well, he makes a living. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Johnny Depp is also an asshole, by the way. Just just throwing that in. Nobody the... has. There's no no evidence. Yeah, because you're supposed to question the believability of victims of domestic abuse, sure. 
That's that's uh, how uh, violence uh, works. Uh, 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 I think the wife he lived with for twenty five years knows best. Who? What? <laughs> like I'm I'm confused now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know everything. He was married to Vanessa Paradis. They have two children. They were together for more than twenty years, and she has has uh, uh, made an. Uh, she has said. She made a statement. Yeah. She made a statement that she didn't recognize any of the descriptions of this wife for eight months. Yeah, but just who wants a lot, a lot of money from him. Just because you behave for twenty years doesn't mean you can't suddenly do something bad later. Yeah, but you couldn't. You can't say he's he's bad all his life. Maybe she's just a. I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's a dangerous narrative. That's going into the the constant assumption like well the woman might be lying and that's a thing we do all the time with rape allegations with all kinds of accusations we have the tendency to as a society disbelieve the victim and that's really harmful because there is very little reason to lie usually and it's it's um, it's a really bad situation to millions be in and millions of dollars in this case but she could have just had a divorce without the allegations and the public scandal Probably there were prenuptial agreements. I don't know. I don't know Johnny, but I love him as an actor. Yeah, he's done a lot of great stuff. I'm not denying that. And you can still enjoy his old movies, I guess. But uh, it's it's not great. But um, we're, we're really going off topic. It's another Burton film that comes You're after this one. You're accusing me all the time of uh, of uh, of uh, bad things, and I I'm don't not accusing you. Myself. I'm I'm telling you that some people other than you have done some stupid shit that isn't okay. Yeah, but maybe yeah. <laughs> Should I just get back to Batman? <laughs> I always tend to believe victims, but on the other hand. Where there is uh, a celebrity involved and lots and lots of money, and 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 um, you must also have an open eye for other possibilities. Let's say that. Sure, there but really that is exist usually exist gold diggers. Yeah. Sure, but she. It's. it's I mean, how stupid is he to marry a, a a girl of his age? I mean, but well, let's face it, it's a man. <laughs> Oh lord. Men are so easily deceived. Anyway, this this film was a big risk and the studio had more interference and then it was crazy Why successful. Why was it a big, big risk? It had never really been done and it was a very different tone because they did feel like this was dark and serious and what are we doing? They had only made Superman the movie before mm-hmm. and that's of course way more optimistic and and they'd never taken Batman seriously because all that existed up to this point was well the two serials from the 40s that we'll disregard and the the 60s show that was mm-hmm. a comedy so they had no idea if this would work and it took like 10 years before it even got made so the studio was a little more on top of it and then it was crazy successful and they gave Tim Burton a little more leeway and they just let him off the rope and he, he got to do more of his own thing. And that led to, as Tim Burton does, a lot more even darker stuff just because it's he likes to do weird shit. That is kind of his thing. So we got the Penguin and Catwoman in that film. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that film. Well, he's also uh, notorious for, for scoffing at the idea of opening a comic book. So the, the origins were a bit weird. Just let's, let's just say they weren't 
quite comic accurate because in even in this film i really dislike the joker's origin because it's just he's not supposed to have killed batman's parents that's a link that they like to make in the movie that isn't canon it's oh it's an idea only, i was happy only so I in said, this well, movie. now i understand but okay no in general you're not supposed to under- understand where the joker comes from oh Though, as you saw in Suicide Squad, the vat of acid, that is, has been in more iterations. That is from the comics. So him falling in that green mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm, that is, mm-hmm. that's okay. But him being called... Well, I was happy there wasn't this scene uh, where he falls into the hole and all the bats and, and became Batman, because I didn't get that. Okay, falling into the hole and, and, and finding the bat cave is not the moment he becomes Batman. Oh, He's so a child. You see, then. I didn't understand it. I just couldn't get it in this dark, dark Batman versus Superman. I love this. I love Michael Keaton more. I must say. Yeah, but you also had like the preconceived notion that you hate Affleck. No, I don't. I just don't think he's believable. He's not a believable Batman. I just don't believe him. What's What's your idea of Batman? Michael Keaton, he does a Apparently, great job. Apparently, but but you He's didn't. Good Bruce you hadn't Wayne. seen this yet at the time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense to think of Michael Keaton as your Batman before you've seen him. <laughs> okay, then I t- didn't I give you some names? I I would have cast for Batman. I told you a few a few when we were outside of Cinerama. I said to you, this would have been a better Batman. This would have been a better Batman. But I don't remember when. <laughs> <laughs> Which names oh, I called that? I don't know either. I don't remember, and I probably didn't know him because that's usually how it goes. <laughs> you don't remember. I'm telling you important stuff, and you just don't remember. I'm sorry. Either way, Antonio that Antonio Banderas, for oh, instance. Yeah. You, you said that. Yeah. yeah. You you can respond to that. We have an email. It's stealingtheremote at gmail dot com. Engage with us. I'd say. Anyway, Batman Returns was. Darker and weirder, and had a lot of some some innuendo actually, and some some biting off noses. And the penguin was just not appropriate for a toy in a Happy Meal, basically. And that is, yeah, that is. So it makes me curious. I think is, I have to see the return of Batman. But, but that's, if I want to see it, you probably won't show it. I'm not sure. I, cause, That's because, my fate. Because of what you said about this one, I was like, I'm not sure if you want to see this again because it won't be any less dark campy basically it, it will still have that sort of clunky feel to it yeah but it was enjoyable it didn't it wasn't disturbing or okay annoying or irritating thankfully because i i thought you were bored out of your mind so i was like i need to find a different order and get you some other films i was more bored out of my mind with batman versus superman i must say because i half of it i didn't get and, that uh, that is and, understandable. So and there were not so many explosions. That was a really good thing. <laughs> there was there was really a storyline, and and people were talking to each other, and um, it was not like a, not less of an action movie. Yeah, and the action was occasionally clunky. So yeah. I love the Batmobile. It, but... it was so. <laughs> it was like the kit. <laughs> it was so clumsy. <laughs> And he was talking into microphone. <laughs> shut the, shut the, the shutters. <laughs> Shields. <laughs> Open. <Yeah. laughs> Come here. <laughs> I loved it. I really did. 
Okay, no, because during the film you were like, I, you, you weren't making an engaged impression. Like, okay, you, it is good that we are watching these older ones, so you do have a better understanding of the character, because you say you didn't get it in BVS, and and I, I sort of get that. So it's good to now get through the through the somewhat more origin films, and I think for that it would be really nice to get to Nolan's Batman Begins and really see his origin and really have that take on it but that took a while and nolan's films are that serious because the previous films stopped being so serious because after batman returns well basically the happy meals were weird and dark and parents didn't like it so they were losing licensing money and the studio doesn't like that so they replaced uh tim burton they basically didn't do a third one they brought on uh, joel schumacher and they made uh, batman forever and that one is a, a lot, a lot lighter. It's, it's really sort of going back to the 60s show in a sense, because it is again trying to be more funny and it has neon bright lights and everything. Whereas this one is clearly more, more the gothic style. Like Gotham is really this, this. I love sort Gotham. Of, yeah. It's sort of timeless still, even though the 80s haircuts are there. It's trying to be that, that sort of. Old city vibe it's also that New feel, York-ish. yeah, and and but then New York twenties thirties, I guess, in a sense, it's it's it it has a, a, a great design that has really influenced Batman after uh, ever ever since. But then they added a bunch of neon signs and lights on top of that, and brighter colors. And because Burton left, Michael Keaton left, so the third film suddenly has uh, Fel Kilmer, another actor, mm-hmm. as Batman. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, good. So we had that one, and that was more successful again, because, well, the kids loved it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they made a sequel to that one, and that's Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin is infamous for being terrible. For ah, being... I must see it. Pro- I probably <laughs> like it. I, I, yeah, I, you'll I, probably I, I, love I it. the sense that I will like it a lot. <laughs> yes. I, I fear you would. But no, <laughs> Batman and Robin is, is even campier, is really... The jokes and the, the, the 60s vibe. It, they're trying to go for a cartoon. Mm. And, well, some, some, uh, anecdotes say, say that Schumacher himself wasn't exactly happy with the studio notes about that either. And he wanted to go a more serious route, but they didn't let him in any case, or he just didn't actually want to. And that one was so bad that it killed the franchise for the next 10 years, I think. Until was this, by the way, DC or the or Marvel? This is all still DC. This is okay. all Batman. So we're talking the good stuff now. It's a DC. Uh... Well, no, DC isn't the only good stuff, and not all DC stuff is great. Let's let's be clear on that. And I do want to get into Marvel stuff with you. Um, I'll probably skip all the old stuff and just get to the cinematic universe that started in two thousand and eight. But let's let's just say that Batman and Robin made it really hard for other comic book movies to get off the ground after that. So not until the early 2000s did we get, like, some of the Spider-Man films and the X-Men films, and finally another Batman from Christopher Nolan in 2005, I believe. So we have those three movies, and we can watch some of them, and we can also skip them and go to Nolan or go forward and backward, whatever you like. But so that I have is... a say in it. Yeah, sure. Oh. I, I've... I have a lot of options for you, and you can just sort of pick and choose what you what you feel like. We can do Star Wars first. That's that's 
like it shouldn't all be Batman and more Batman after one another. So the next episode, I do feel like doing something else. But there's well, a lot. Speaking of Gotham, there was also to me a lot of reminiscence to Fritz Lang's uh, Metropolis, which you probably didn't see. That no, but it's funny it's because Metropolis is Superman City. Cinematographic, a cinematographic epic film from the 30s or tw- 1928 I think Fritz Lang made Metropolis um, we should watch it I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that yet where, where he miss well Metropolis as you as a Latinist know means so only it's a big city yeah. so um, he, he in 1928 shows us the the future of mankind in in where he is estranged in a in a verfremdet uh, entfremdet uh, yeah. estranged yeah, sure. in the big cities that were uh, well and it was a future view uh, um, a vision of the future and it's funny to look at almost 100 years later where this vision has become reality since long and yeah um, no that's that's but the, the Gotham interesting was thing. really inspired by that i guess tim burton must have seen metropolis could i i, I i'm very almost possible. sure yeah, sure no but that's that's always the interesting thing about futuristic movies and and books even that the actual way we we change our, our cities and our landscapes and our shape our future is is always influenced by how we perceive the future in our fiction and that's 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 fun yeah it's it's we sort of head in a direction we like in a way but no i haven't seen it so uh you you, you could do that we could watch that i'm sure it's also very i think boring also <laughs> it's probably old and slow it's it's 28 let's let's yeah. or something around there like it, it won't be quite as fast-paced. But that's that's not a bad thing. I've seen older movies. I've seen it on television with my father, Ooh. which, remember it, he saw it in the, at cinema yeah. at the time. How old was he then? 28. He was 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And he loved... I mean, you know, your grandfather was a... He, was he an act, loved to act, and yeah, he was an aspiring director of sorts, right? He, yeah. he, the theater really called to him because I remember you you telling me that he really liked the the huge costumed epics like the Ben Hur things, mm-hmm. like the the yeah the that, grandeur of that. Those were the movies of his time, you know, yeah. who made who made, who had a great impact in his time. The first um, te- Technicolor, Technicolor, like uh, Gone with the Wind and Ben Hur and all, everything like that, and the Rope. Yeah, the I, Rope. We watched that one together. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, a lot of my love for for theater movies, I it's from my father. Yeah, yeah. All, all of the the fiction that was that's nice because I mean you did end up in education thanks to him, but. You, you could have ended up in something more creative, I suppose, if you... Yeah, well, rub it in, babe. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. No, but that's, that's like, he, that was his dream, and, and that you sort of carry, like, like you inherit that as a child. It's, it's always interesting. Okay, well, is there anything to say about Batman? Uh, or about um, other people in the film? Does, did anyone get famous after that? No. 
don't think so. There were a few. These old are guys, usually you know? their their biggest roles. Well, Jack Palance. For- and now I see it's Jack Palance. I I recognized him also. I didn't get a name, but yeah. Hmm. And um, well, Kim and Jack and Michael were great already. I think at the time. Yeah, Jack was huge, of course. But the but other ones... Michael Keaton only got bigger in recent years, really, because that's, that's the fun thing. Because of Batman, of course, he did Birdman, which yeah. is a, a play on that, which I don't think I realized when I first saw it. Birdman. Because no. I forgot Michael Keaton was the one from, from the Burton film. Yeah. But that's, of course, what it's, it, what it's referring to. That, yeah. yeah, because he is an, an, an actor that has had his big superhero role and now doesn't get serious roles anymore and tries to be an artist and do something uh, with with the theater mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. and it's 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 a really nice layer and then after birdman he played a character called the Vul- uh, the vulture in spider-man that uh, <laughs> my brother went to see uh, yesterday, yesterday the, the here so um he's again a bird and, and he has <laughs> a me- mechanical set of wings it's it's amazing it's really nice to have him like sort of, it's it's a weird sort of trilogy, quadrilogy if you count Batman Returns. It's 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 funny. It's it's nice. Did he do anything else in between? I think that's what Birdman sort of plays on that he didn't do a lot of big roles since because you're you get into that hole of being typecast as well. You were Batman. You're too recognizable for that. Mm-hmm. Just like Adam West had to sort of embrace that he was Batman and he had to sort of be fun around that because he he did do other stuff but he, the couple of years afterwards of course he also went through the phase of being like well i'm batman and everyone knows me just as batman and how am i gonna get work like patrick mcnee who was always an avenger and never could do anything else i guess yeah i'm sure that's a valid example that i just don't know <laughs> oh, oh, the avengers with um emma peel yeah, no, I know it exists, but I mainly know it exists because I usually am looking for Marvel's Avengers, which is a very different thing. So yeah. I, I did come across it at some point, like, oh, that's a show from way back when, and then, yeah. Patrick McNee plays John Steed with a... Bowl hat, yeah, sure. Pretty sure that's English the English hat. Yeah, and a, very and, British. And a, and a stick. A cane. Cane, a cane, okay. Yeah, yeah. Stick is what they throw to the dogs. You don't throw your cane for the dogs like this. Okay. Okay. Well. Oh. Okay. I don't know if this is a really great episode. Yeah, but you say that every time, and usually it's fine. Okay. Was there anything else you saw? Like our our usual section of of films that we didn't plan on discussing, but you went to oh, see yeah, in the cinema. I wanted cinema? to say another thing because now I remember in the original 1966, I loved the Catwoman. She was really a, a, a 1960s, a, like a madman lady um, in the makeup and in the hair and in mm-hmm. everything, and then a cat woman. And I remember, I didn't see the movie, but I have seen the pictures of uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah. And I think the, the 60s Catwoman is much more sophisticated and much more sexy and much more, I mean, women were women way back then, you know. Yeah, there's, it's, it's very different. And With also- the very pointed bras. Oh, <laughs> so lovely to see, you know. I mean, Madonna thought she did something very new in the 80s, but it also was, uh, everything comes back. Everything yeah. comes back. Everything is just a rehash at some point, like, of course. 
So retro what did can we see? What did we see in last week's? Oh, I went to a very bad movie. Yeah. Don't, if I don't <laughs> even remember the title. Oh my Brothers. God. It was a Dutch film. Never no, see no, Dutch no, films. No. Oh, I that was the, the other one. Oh, we'll get to that one. No, but the Dutch one was horrid. We Brothers. thought we were, we thought, I thought at least, that we were going to see a Flemish film. And I somehow have more fi- more faith in Belgians than I do in, in Dutch people. Because Dutch cinema, in general, is shite. Is complete and utter shite. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There are some good ones. Yeah, maybe one or two. Very, very few. Like, I I remember we talked about Brimstone on, yeah. on this one. It's it's English language, so you can watch it without subtitles, you, you handsome folks out there. Um, <laughs> but... No, that that's an exception. Like that was a Dutch production, and it was actually good. That one, that one was just not worth it. the time. I think I confused the title with another trailer I saw in the cinema that I was like, "Oh, I need to see that," and I thought it's it's Dutch language, so it's probably this one, and I and it wasn't. <laughs> it was a very different film, and it sucked. So yeah, bit. So, what yeah. what was the one you actually meant that was very bad? My cousin this, Rachel. This, yeah, my cousin Rachel. We, yeah, I think we talked about that on the last one. Did we? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure you mentioned that when we talked about Wonder Woman because you okay. went to my cousin Rachel right before Wonder Woman. Okay, so I didn't went to the cinema for a long time. Yeah, it's because of Skins. Watch Skins. Skins is on Netflix. What's really what's, good? Yeah, it's it's great. It's wonderful. It's, it's the a UK lot of, version. Uh, drugs and sex and rock and roll. Yeah, and youngsters. Yeah, it's a, it's a great teen drama, and it's it's basically the example of everything you shouldn't do as a teenager. I think that's the way to see it because a lot of it you can take uh, as as. The wrong kind of inspiration, I suppose. Don't, don't get an eating disorder because a cool character has an eating disorder. It's, it's not supposed to be like that. Don't use drugs. Well, don't <laughs> use drugs. Oh, um, don't have, well, don't have sex. Yeah. Great idea. A lot of sex. I'm, I'm always wondering, is the youth like this? Practice safe sex, you guys. Oh. No, and, and watch the UK edition, I was trying to say, because there is a US remake that by all accounts sucks. So <laughs> I've I've never seen it, but they tried to rehash the same sort of story and still they went off the story that worked the first time and they recast it, but they did stuff ri- differently and it just it I don't I don't want to know how bad it is, but it's probably bad. But it's good to hear the beautiful English language, you know. Yeah. The Queen's English. You're, you're proper, bla- you're proper British. You're, you're, yes. you're, you were really glad to hear that. They live in Bristol. It's Bristol. It's, it's not, lovely. it's not the accent, whatever I was doing just now, but it's, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it more than my, my horrid American accent that I'm perfecting at university, but whatever. You shouldn't. They should. They should, they should they, prescribe they should one variety of English. That's not how Queen's it works. Queen's English. Yeah. You get or it. Or Irish. You get a choice. You get a choice. Scottish thing is better than American. Sorry. Oh, Lord. They're not shouting that much. The English. You can still have the same accent, but at a lower volume, like right here. Like just whispering. Just ASMR. That Americans never do. That, that's true. But I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not, I'm not going to become an actual. I'm sorry. I'm such a prejudice. That one is fair. Like if they're over here, they usually shout. Compared to to how we have conversations in public, they shout. That's that's fair. I was in my nail yeah, salon, salon parlor. 
having my nails done. And there were about, I think, five or six ladies having their nails done. And there was this American lady. And she was talking about her life all the time. And um, all the other ladies, Dutch, <laughs> were looking at each other. My God, why is this woman shouting, you know? Because if you talk to the person in front of you, you talk in a in a voice that the one beside you doesn't hear what you say. Um, yeah, you're not supposed to have everyone and, but, listen in. But she wasn't... I mean, there's no shame. There's yeah. just no shame. They really don't realize they're doing it. I, no, I don't think. No, it's it's their nature. They are taught like it, I think, because they are all doing it. They are talking too loud and everybody can hear. And also it's intimate, when it's intimate things they're talking about, like they don't care, everybody can hear what they're saying. Yeah, or maybe they're just used to not having everybody hear it because everyone's talking like that and maybe that just makes it loud in general everywhere. If that's what you're used to, I'm I'm not sure. You were there, I don't I, know. I know, and when I was there, I didn't exactly notice, but maybe you, you just adapt quickly. But I I just I I have to speak another tongue than my native one when I'm there, so I'm already sort of shy and, and a little bit more reserved. So by comparison, I probably would have felt a bit out of place anyway. So I I'm not sure if I notice how loud they're speaking or if they're just more confident in what they're saying because it's well their mother tongue. And I'm there no, trying but I think they're doing it. They're doing it. It's it's a general thing. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I just I'm I don't think I noticed it when I was there. So it's it's weird. Maybe it's only the loud touristy types that come over here. <laughs> if you talk at a normal volume and you're American, you don't have the money to come to Europe. That's that's probably it. And to not lose all our listeners, um, Italians are loud too. Uh, British when they're drunk also, and they're mostly drunk. Oh yeah. And, uh, on on vacations, when we run into prejudice. them, yeah, they are. I must say, the Dutch you re- re- recognize everywhere because they are shameless and loud and terrible in abroad. Oh yeah, Dutch people, absolutely. They, they we we always get annoyed by the Dutch children because they are raised exceptionally poorly. They're always really, really rude or loud or like beyond what you'd expect from just children being children. It's really like you always said, I wouldn't take them on vacation because they can't behave like you can. Talking to me, that is. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's maybe not poor bringing up, but another view on, I mean, people tend to think, oh, they're so nice, they're so free, they're so... Oh, they, yeah, they're they... so, so outgoing and such an ex- extroverted person and oh. Yeah. And that's, but that's the same thing as, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like we, we just get annoyed by that. Like, like people think like, oh, our kid is so smart. And we're like, no, they're being really just being a wise ass and not, not being actually clever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the same thing as why a lot of teachers always seem to really like the, the bullies, the, the, the rude types. For some reason, the popular kids are always, are, are often liked by, a specific type of teacher perhaps but but a lot of teachers fall into that trap of really liking the bully for some reason and just sort of going by the the more quiet types because they're not as outgoing they don't have as much of a personality quote-unquote in in the classroom and they they don't have that bond so you always have to be sort of more perspe- perceptive and i feel like you do that really well you're a, you're a mentor you're you're a mother to all your kids basically in in school so <laughs> they hate me like my old <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. 
Well, talking about uh, bringing up and everything, Holland is quite a good country to grow up in, I guess. And to yeah. live in. And, uh, We're wealthy enough. It's, it's all we nice. We have social We're... security. Exactly. We don't have Trump. We have health insurance. I said so. What did you say? Health so <laughs> You said social security. Oh. I said yeah. health insurance. You said I social security. Saint. <laughs> oh, okay. Social security is more like advocating. Oh, I meant uh, health uh, things. Yes, right. Wonderful. I mean, we don't have to be afraid to get ill. Yeah, we can just go to the doctor. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a nice system. It works good enough. They're trying to privatize it more and more. So I'm I suppose we're going the American route of not having a system that works as well. But let's hope we sort of stop that in time. Our oh, well. society is based on solidarity, and I think it'll stay like that. I hope it will. It'll it'll be. I, I hope it survives. Yeah, but but current election results aren't exactly uplifting. So I I, I hope it it, it perseveres. We're talking politics again. We should end. We're talking Dutch politics. I'm sure our listeners won't mind. They they don't get it, so they can't get upset by it. The funny thing is, I have this friend who lives in the states for twenty years now, and I was. We were talking about go, being ill or going to the doctor or something like it. And then he said to me, yeah, but uh, but um, how did he then pay for all the not insured people? And I stared at him and I said, sorry, in Holland there are no not insured people. Everybody has ins- uh, health. Yeah, you're supposed to have insurance at least. I'm sure there are some exceptions, but that's then you're really... Yeah, then you're illegal. Yeah, then then you're already in a compromised position for for some other reason, probably. So like, I was I usually was usually in extreme poverty. You still have insurance, yeah. you, but whatever. But um, I was um, surprised that someone being here away for so long can be so Americanized. <laughs> yeah, he's he's well, he's 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 integrated really well. He's, that's that's <laughs> or that you one way of how it. it is outside or well anyway. Yeah, you get used to your situation, I guess. But we shouldn't be so uh, yeah. anti-America because uh, DC comes from there. Most of the films yeah. we watch come from there. Yeah, they're they're fine at fiction usually. That's that's. But we, there's still no need to be complacent and accepting of the status quo as as it is there. Like it's not exactly a perfect world. But we but, live in quite a perfect country, we must say. Don't come all, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we uh, wrap this up, we got a review on Stitcher. Um, three, Did we? Yeah, three months ago, actually. So I didn't, I didn't check that often, apparently. But I will in the future. I have an RSS feed. I'll get notifications. So people are actually listening. Apparently. Wow. Um, it's a five star review. That's very sweet. It's by film lover seven seven five, titled "A Delightful Series with Likable Hosts," and. Uh, They write, uh, Eli and his mother are intriguing people and their film reviews are only overshadowed by the obvious closeness they share. Even when they disagree philosophically, they approach it civilly with humor and heart. This is a very fun show and I hope it lasts a long time. Oh gosh, it brings tears to my eyes. Ah, intriguing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you were intriguing. That's that's what you say when people aren't nice, but but fascinating nonetheless. Better, <laughs> better than nice. <laughs> yeah, no, we're. we're <laughs> I, I I love it. That was Thank never you. my ambition to be nice. Thank you very much, film lovers seven seven five. Thank you very much. I hope it brings a lot of listeners to us. 
Thank you. Let's let's round this up, right? Um, we're stealing the remote. You can email us at stealingtheremote at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter. You can tweet us uh, at remote stealing because stealing the remote doesn't fit. Go figure. And uh, I hope to hear from you. Leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We like engaging with you guys. Just leave us a note. And, and keep listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Will you stop fi fidgeting with my stuff? Um, it's my stuff. I have God to have damn. something in my hands. Uh, as long as it doesn't make a sound, no, it's it fine. We actually shape our, our future in the real world, and that... <laughs> Stupid dryer. Sorry, washing machine. Because we have to work in between also. Will you please stop fidgeting with my stuff? It makes sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Lord. Uh, I think uh, you should cut uh, the crap out of this. Uh, the last ten minutes was bullshit, so... <laughs> well, listeners, keep up listening. Spread the word.